the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is Always Right on AM 1420, The Answer. Here's your host, Bob France. And a good morning to you. It's a great morning, in fact, for reasons that have nothing to do with the cost of energy in the United States of America. That, I can promise you. Thanks for joining us as we get started now at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the ninth morning of the third month of the year of our Lord, 2022. Why is it a great morning? It's a great morning, first of all, because it's the year of our Lord, 2022, and he still's got, he still has this, or as the phrase would be, he got this. Uh, do not stop praying. Do not stop asking for intervention. Do not just stop asking for miracles and for prayers to be answered. A lot of people are going to be really, really seeing some of the worst of humanity and some of the worst conditions they've ever had to live in over the course of these next few months of the Biden administration's destruction of our national economy and our personal uh, value of our dollars. It's going to be very painful for a lot of people. And I'm just going to tell you point blank, because I'm one of them. Middle-class America, of which I am a very, very central part, meaning that I'm in the middle of the middle class. I am not wealthy. I am I'm not impoverished. I am what so many of you are. And that is in the middle of all of this, right in the center of all of this. I'm going to suffer, you're going to suffer, we're all going to suffer, and there's going to be a time over the course where we can't meet this bill or that bill, we can't fill the tank, we can't take that trip, we can't get our kid to school, we can't pay for this, that, or the other thing. Sorry about that AAU schedule. You're not going to be able to join AAU. It's a few hundred dollars, son or daughter. Sorry about that J.O. volleyball thing. No, that's not going to work either. Sorry about um, your clubs, your memberships. We are all going to have to tighten the belt extraordinarily hard, and it's going to be painful. People aren't, and those are just extras, the things that I just said. Those are extras. People aren't going to be able to get to work. People aren't going to be able to get to the, the, the most important things that they need to do in their lives because of what is coming, because of what has been done and is being done to us. So I'm just going to be frank. We're going to have to work very, very hard, but do not stop your faith. Do not let it lapse. Pray for God to see us through this, and he will. 
He's got this. I really believe that. Having said that, we have a lot of very important things to discuss today, and another reason why this is a good day today is because I can confirm for you something that I've been talking about for the last couple of months, we've been working on uh, putting the final touches on, uh, and that is this. Coming on this Monday, coming up on this Monday, in other words, what is today? Wednesday, so that would be five days away. Five days from now, on Monday the 14th, will be the first day that our show expands from two hours to three hours. We become a 9 to noon uh, radio program starting on Monday the 14th. And I know a lot of people have been asking me. A lot of people have been asking me. Bob, when are we getting it? When when are we getting that third hour? We want that third hour. We uh, certainly do not have enough when we sign off at 11 o'clock. Please tell us what's going on. And it has been something that I've been trying to you know, push off for a little while, to be honest with you. I mean, the questions of it, I haven't been able to answer. But now that I do have the answer, I'm very, very excited to tell you that we will go until uh, noon each and every day. Technically, at the end of our program, we're going to have the Bill O'Reilly, O'Reilly factor for you at the end of the uh, uh, 11 o'clock hour. But we still become a 9 to noon program starting on Monday. And I'm very, very excited about that. We'll have expanded guest opportunities, expanded phone call opportunities for people who can't call between 9 and 11. And they're always, maybe they are stuck on hold when we turn over to 11 o'clock. Now you can just wait for the top of the hour news and we'll get you on immediately after that. So that is a great, great uh, announcement. Something I'm very, very happy about, very, very proud of. We're very much looking forward to bringing you three hours of education education, information, and entertainment and discussion of what matters most to you uh, from 9 until noon starting on Monday. So that's uh, that's something that I hope you uh, appreciate as much as I do. Now, as to today, coming up on the program in about a half an hour, we are going to depart from the conversation. The monologue is going to be about the energy crisis, as I noted and our need to pray uh, for uh, getting uh, pray to uh, get past its impact. But coming up, we are going to talk about free speech, and we're going to talk about the ongoing attack on conservative speech in the United States of America. If you think it's just big tech, if you think it's just what Zuckerberg and Dorsey and the other idiots in Silicon Valley have done to us by suspending our accounts online, and that's true, by the way, they do, and it's a huge, huge issue. They are literally just shutting down conservative speech in almost all walks of life. Example one, Alabama. A man got a, got a, uh, a customized, personalized license plate in Alabama. They approved it. He received it. He put it on his car. The license plate included six letters. LGBF, and then, because uh, it was four and two, and then JB. Now, the individual who did the personalized plate obviously was making reference to LGB, let's go, Brandon, and then the F, which was a part of the four, rather than three and three, if you understand what I mean, on the two sides of the license plate, it didn't go three symbols and three symbols. It wasn't LGB and then FBJ, which would have been a little bit obvious. And still, however, these are only letters. These are only letters. There are no curse words, no profanity. But it was LGB, F on one side, and then the JB on the other side. So you can clearly know what that means. If you know the slogan, if you know what Let's Go Brandon means and what the origin was. Some might, some might not. But the point is, somebody who did got really, really mad and reported this to the License Bureau, and the License Bureau said, oh, we didn't know. So they made him turn his license plate back in. It's no longer approved. There was no profanity. 
nothing offensive, but somebody found it to be objectionable, and so this man's free speech was violated. Remember, this already got approval from the Alabama uh, License Bureau. Example number two, and this one is something we're going to have for you at 935 this morning. There's a Clevelander who was in Florida. His name is uh, uh, Ryan Salo. He was in Florida, and he was flying back to Cleveland from Fort Lauderdale, and he had a mask on. What kind of a mask? You can imagine. Following and complying with all of the rules regarding the stupid, useless, pointless cloth or paper mask rule that you have on uh, on airlines, he was wearing one over his nose, down below his chin, doing it right. But it had a message on it. The message was, let's go, Brandon. They made him cover it up, or rather, change it with a plain mask. He did, also complying with the rules. They booted him anyway for simply having the gall to want to express himself the way that he did, again, with no profanity whatsoever. They booted him from that flight, even after he changed the mask. He's going to join me live, coming up here in about now, about 20 minutes or so at 9.35. Then at 10.35, this is a story I'll tell you more in the 10 o'clock hour. Her name is Lori Yeager. She is actually a personal friend of mine. She is actually the wife of a high school teammate of mine. She also turned out to be a local poet who probably didn't know it, as the old saying goes. Um, Her story is a very inspirational one. It started out very, very sad, and it became very, very inspirational and maybe something that is a message of hope for other people. I'm going to leave it there for now because I'll tell you more about the story when she comes on at 1035. So those are our two guests today. Ryan Salo, just an average Cleveland guy, uh, getting kicked off an airplane for his free speech. And then uh, we'll talk to Lori Yeager about her inspirational poetry uh, and what that means. And trust me when I tell you this, if you have ever been touched by suicide, Anybody in your family, friend group, uh, or even if you just look at the numbers, the numbers, right? The number of people who have tried suicide, tried committing suicide, attempted it or done it, and carried it out over the course of, uh, you know, the last couple of years, we know it has skyrocketed. Um, you'll want to hear this interview, trust me. Now, having said that, before we do anything else, and before I give you the details of what Brandon did yesterday, would you please rise, patriots? Face your flag if you have one. If you do not, that's all right. Just imagine it, but put your hand across your heart and join us for our pledge. If you are a Biden-slash-Brandon supporter, and I've never heard 81 million people be so quiet in my life, they have nothing to say about the disaster this country has become under their leader, the person they voted for. It's why they owe us all a profound apology. If you're one of them, you don't believe in the liberty and the great glory of this country anyway, so go ahead and take a knee alongside Brittany Griner from her Russian jail and uh, your favorite ex-quarterback. For the rest of us, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, let's dive into this. Let's start with the obvious. The President of the United States is a liar. He is a flat-out liar. He is lying to the American people because he believes you are stupid. And I'm sorry to be blunt, but I'm going to tell the American people that, by the way, coming up at noon today, because I'll be sitting in for Dennis Prager, talking to that massive national audience, and I will tell them what I'm telling you. Joe Biden thinks you're an idiot. 
He thinks that you can be persuaded that the extraordinary rise in gas costs and energy prices in the United States that has already happened and that will continue now that he is banning importing of Russian oil, which is the right thing to do, by the way. He's going to try to get you to believe that all of the pain you and I are going to suffer is because of Vladimir Putin's invasion. He is a liar. First, let's listen to him make the announcement that he is doing half of the right thing. What do I mean by that? It's a two-part story here. It's a two-part project. Part one is this. Today, I'm announcing the United States is targeting the main artery of Russia's economy. We're banning all imports of Russian oil and gas and energy. That's half of the right thing. The other half he won't do. That half is maximizing domestic production, maximizing domestic exploration, re, uh, or uh, continuing or restarting the construction of the XL, uh, Keystone XL pipeline, um, revoking his ban on leasing on federal lands for fracking, revoking his ban on drilling in Anwar. He needs to do all of those things in addition to waiving the federal gas tax while Americans are going to be feeling this extraordinary pain in their wallets and in their budgets. So he did half of it. But in doing so, he proceeded to, well, do what Joe Biden does and do what Democrats do, and that is to lie and to blame all of this on Vladimir Putin. The decision today is not without cost here at home. Putin's war is already hurting American families at the gas pump. Since Putin began his military buildup on Ukrainian borders, just since then, the price of the gas at the pump in America went up 75 cents. Okay. Again, you're giving us part of the story. What about the rest of the story, Joe? What about the fact that your policies that went into effect on day one, literally, as soon as you got done with your inauguration party or whatever it is, and you somebody ushered you back in your slippers to the Oval Office and sat you at a desk and put a pen in your hand, and you signed executive orders banning the Keystone Pipeline, banning fracking in federal on federal lands, banning drilling for oil in Anwar, those were your policies. Those were what started this massive increase in gas costs. You do understand that, right? Let me be clear about uh, two other points. First, it's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. (laughs) Did I mention that the President of the United States is a liar? Well, let's put that, uh, some, 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 uh, uh, some proof behind that. Let's phrase it that way. Um, Kevin McCarthy, the leader, minority leader in the House of Representatives, tweeted out truth. Gas prices have risen nearly every single month of Joe Biden's presidency. Today, it's Russia's fault. Before that, it was OPEC's fault. Before that, it was the virus's fault. Serious question. How bad will gas prices have to be before he accepts some responsibility? Now, the answer to that question ought to be, well, Immediately, because Joe Biden tweeted back in June of 2020, five months before the election, quote, it's hard to believe this has to be said, but unlike this president, I'll do my job and take responsibility. I won't blame others. And I'll never forget about, forget that the job isn't about me, it's about you. Well, just literally yesterday, the new Joe Biden I can't do much right now about record high gas prices because Putin's responsible. Suddenly, 
taking responsibility and not blaming others is avoiding responsibility and blaming Vladimir Putin, despite the fact that the numbers do not lie. This from former uh, 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 Trump Press Secretary Sean Spicer. The United States reached its highest import of Russian oil in May of 2021 under Joe Biden, 847,000 barrels a day. During the Trump administration, the U.S. imported an an average of 456,000 barrels a day. So in the first year of Biden office in 2021, the average rose to 672,000 barrels a day. That's an increase of more than 40%. You understand that? More than 40%. And this is according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. 40% more increase in in, uh, dependency on uh, Russian oil. Compare that to during the Trump years in which we were not dependent on anybody. Yes, we took in 450,000 barrels. We exported far more than that. We were a net exporter under Donald Trump. Our complete dependence on Russian oil and now the cutting off of that spigot is what is directly leading to the increase in gas costs that Joe Biden says are not his fault and he can't do anything about. One more from Ted Cruz. Joe Biden saying it's not true, it's simply not true that my policies have led to the increase in gas costs. Ted Cruz tweeted, this is a flat-out lie. Gas prices have increased 48% under Biden, and now in all capital letters, before Russia invaded Ukraine. And you know this, and so do I. You know how old that invasion is right now? 14 days. Tell me 30 days ago what the gas prices were compared to the year before. Tell me 45 days ago. Tell me four months ago. Gas prices have been steadily rising, which is why uh, Biden went hat in hand to OPEC to say, will you guys please pump some more? Because if I have to pump more here in the United States, my my far left wing of the Democrat Party is going to crucify me. My green people are going to go nuts if I have to increase production here in the United States. Will you please do more, OPEC? Because, of course, the planet isn't harmed when you drill in the Middle East. The planet is only harmed when you drill in North America. If you're scratching your head on that on that when you're not alone. But those prices increased 48% long before Russia invaded Ukraine. As Ted Cruz wrote, Biden did that. And that's because Biden, one, killed the Keystone Pipeline, two, froze the federal leases, and three, shut down Anwar, all while waiving sanctions on Putin's Nord Stream 2 pipeline. Yes, Joe Brandon, yes, the stickers are true. The millions and millions of stickers that are on gas pumps all over this country of you pointing at the uh, uh, the total the price that say, I did that. They're true. It's right. It's accurate. No matter how many times you lie and say, it's not my fault. Really, is it isn't my fault. My policies didn't make this happen. If you firmly believe that it, what, that it isn't your fault, Brandon, why did you close your little press announcement yesterday about the uh, banning of Russian oil and energy? Why did you close it by saying this? I know there's a lot of questions. But there's a lot more that has to be made clear, and I'm going to hold on that till we get more information. Thank you. I know there's a lot of questions, but I'm not taking any of them. Why? Because everything you said about the responsibility of this 
is going to be disproven. You embarrassing hack of a president. You're destroying this country one day at a time. And that, my friends, is why I said at the beginning of this program, do not stop praying. It's going to take some divine intervention, I believe. What that looks like, what that form is, I don't know. 925, I'll be right back. Okay, 928. So, you know, we're, we're waking up this morning to the realization that there is no shame in the Oval Office. There is no shame. There is no story they will not tell. There is no lie they will not try to sell you in order to avoid responsibility for what he has done. His energy policies, and, and here's the other half of that that I'll give you before the bottom of the hour. His energy policies led to our over-dependence on foreign oil when we were t- completely independent uh, and net exporting under President Trump. So that's number one, and that's why the gas prices have risen steadily over the course of the last 13 months. It's been Joe Biden's policies from the standpoint of energy. But the other part of this is, okay, certainly the invasion of Ukraine by Russia and Vladimir Putin has had an impact on the global spike in prices because of of the international disruption of the oil uh, chain, if you will. And oil is now trading at almost $140 a barrel. It's on its way to $200 a barrel, and your gas uh, uh, prices are on their way to $7 or $8 a gallon. Mine, too. Ours. That is also his fault because of his extraordinary international failures. The failure to withdraw from Afghanistan effectively and safely without leaving behind $85 billion worth of military equipment, leaving behind thousands of Afghan allies and hundreds of American citizens, and getting 13 U.S. service members killed in the process. That embarrassing failure on the world stage of a military operation, which was the withdrawal, emboldened very clearly Vladimir Putin, who never raised even the specter of an invasion or something that the international community might frown on um, during the Trump administration. Because he knew that Donald Trump was so unpredictable and so strong-willed, there's nothing he would have allowed him to do. Here comes weak Joe Biden, wrapped in his robe, shuffling in his little slippers down the hall of the home and out the door and into the Oval Office. And Putin just said, yeah, yeah, now's the time. So Joe Biden is literally responsible for the Russian aspect of this and, most importantly, for the policy aspect of the higher gas prices. We'll talk more about that in a bit, but now we'll get our newscast. We'll come back and talk about free speech being silenced, not just online, but in American life. That story coming up on AM 1420, The Answer. Never left, always right, not wrong, here on AM 1420, the answer, 937. So there's a there's a website called TikTok, or it's an app, rather, I guess I should say, called TikTok. You probably have heard it is um, 
It's very destructive, to be quite honest with you. It's a very destructive website or, uh, or application. It's got, uh, it just creates millions of zombies staring and flipping through, scrolling one pointless, ridiculously stupid video after another. And 99% of them are ridiculously stupid. I won't even get into the fact that it's Chinese-made, and uh, there is a lot of evidence that the uh, uh, app manufacturer or creator, uh, that they're monitoring and able to essentially spy on what users of TikTok are doing. But aside from that, it's extraordinarily popular. It's a massive viral trend. And there is an account on TikTok called Libs of TikTok. And what this person does is they just scroll through TikTok, apparently, for 24 hours a day. I don't know how they do it, if there's more than one behind that account. But they look for ridiculous leftist things that happen and and shine a light on them. So from that standpoint, I can accept TikTok's existence because it shines a light on uh, the idiocy and the ignorance and the intolerance of the left. So Libs of TikTok found this one that I'm going to play for you. It's only a minute-long video. But the story goes this way. A man was reportedly kicked off a JetBlue flight for his wearing of a Let's Go Brandon mask. He changed his mask after they asked him to, and they kicked him off anyway. And this is the one-minute-long video accompanying this, and please understand that it's somebody's camera phone, so the volume isn't the greatest, but I'll uh, crank it up as high as I can. That's the story. As you just heard uh, uh, this particular individual describing it, he was wearing a Let's Go Brandon mask. Somebody decided that was offensive. He complied and changed it, which is a problem in and of itself. But then even after that, they booted him from the plane for having the, 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 the temerity, I guess, the chutzpah to wear the mask in the first place. Well, that individual is a Clevelander. His name is Ryan Salo. He was flying back from Florida to Cleveland. He is the person who went viral in this story, and he joins us now to tell us his story on AM 1420, The Answer. Ryan Salo, thank you so much for joining us this morning. How are you, bud? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for having me, Bob. Sorry about the the bleep required. I was calm through the whole thing and just... uh flip there at the at the end you but were was, way you were way better than i would have been i would have been dropping those every which way uh, because that is <laughs> insane what was done to you uh let's get the backstory here first first of all where are you from ryan around cleveland so i live in reminderville it's near twinsburg and aurora oh, okay. um and i was down in florida for the weekend i wore the mask the entire time um i like many of your listeners has not been happy with biden's america and so i'm practicing political speech which is protected speech i didn't right. break any of the rules for faa tsa or frontier or i mean uh jet blue for that matter mm-hmm. and so on the way down it was fine uh, i had no issues in fact one of the flight attendants made a joke saying had i flown a legion i'd be kicked off because somebody was kicked off an Allegiant flight last month 
That's correct. That is exactly correct. That, uh, and that person, same, very similar situation. That person was given another mask to put over his uh, Let's Go Brandon mask, which he did. And then they still booted him. So in the same way, you complied with their request, even though you probably shouldn't have had to. But you did just to avoid trouble so you don't miss your flight. And they still booted you. So tell me about the exchange from the beginning it's a, it's a little hard to hear on the video like i said for obvious reasons but what was the first thing they came to you and said when you had the let's go brandon mask on so i wore the mask um through security through the gate sitting on the plane um and we were one of the first people on and so as people were coming in people were like high-fiving me and fist bumping me which is really encouraging um but some of the flight attendants started giving me some dirty looks i was very careful to not take my mask down not show my nose uh put my earphones in and was listening to some music and the entire flight was actually boarded and so they were going to close the door and the flight attendant michael came up to me and he handed me a paper mask and he said you need to put this on and i said why and he said your mask is offensive so i told him i didn't break any of your guidelines there's no written policy there's no vulgarity uh it's not lewd um and so i asked to speak with the supervisor so a minute went by the gate manager came down excuse me i'm a little nervous <laughs> um ryan ryan, down ryan, and- ryan 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 you are doing great you got nothing to be nervous about you're you're, you're telling the story perfectly keep going you're doing a great job nothing to be nervous about i appreciate that so um, she asked me to step into the tar- like the outside the plane. I did. And I said, hey, I'm not breaking any rules. I, I hadn't sworn. I hadn't been belligerent. Nothing. I just said, I want to know what rules I'm breaking. And she said that flight attendants kind of run the plane and they can kick people off for any reason. And I said, well, I just want that in writing or on video. And so the people in front of me had given me high five about my mask and talked about how crazy it is. I'm even having a mask mandate, but I'm a law-abiding citizen. I follow the laws. I was wearing a mask. And so they were recording, and I said, Michael, can you just state for the record that I'm not allowed to fly wearing this Let's Go Brandon mask? And he said, you're not allowed to fly wearing that mask. And I said, okay, thank you. I appreciate that. I'll wear the paper mask. So he handed me the paper mask. I put it on and sat down, thinking it was over. And that's when the video kicks in where she talks to Michael, the, the desk manager, the manager, and he says he's still not comfortable with me on the flight and says, you need to leave. Wow. And so that's when I stood up and said, hey, Victor, everybody's getting this. I'm wearing a new mask. I've totally complied. And so, you know, at, at this point, I'm, I'm actually fighting it. I've retained a legal counsel. Uh, it seems like the airlines are potentially acting as federal agents, uh, enforcing a federal mandate. And therefore, they're not allowed to discriminate because I political speech tell is you protected how, speech. I cannot tell you how happy I am to hear that you have retained counsel because this, uh, you know, it, great move, by the way, from for you to say, I want you to put it in writing or get it on video, that this is why you are telling me um, th- that I cannot fly because of this mask. That was brilliant, first of all. Second of all, is there anything, and maybe you're, this is what you hired somebody to do, uh, a, a lawyer, is, there, is it written anywhere? that any flight attendant can remove anybody for any reason he or she sees fit. 
I think that you said the desk manager said the flight attendants pretty much run the plane and make the rules, and they can boot anybody for any reason. Is that in writing anywhere in JetBlue's uh, guidelines on your ticket and your, your purchase agreement or anything of that nature? So there is an agreement that my attorney's reviewing that we reviewed some yesterday, mm-hmm. and they have some reasons that they're allowed to you know, kick you off, and none of mine fit that category. Specifically, they talk about lewd or patently offensive, which is obviously offensive materials, which I didn't violate. Right. Of course you didn't. Of course you didn't. What what you did, I mean, though... if I had one of the FJB ones or something that was a little more profane, I could see that. But let's go Brandon in and of itself is just a political statement. Well, first of all, you're right. Let's go, Brandon, is absolutely 100% uh, clean. Uh, there's no way, shape, or form that is lewd or or, or um, profane or anything else. But I would even disagree with you about FJB. FJB can mean anything anybody wants it to do or wants it to mean. Oh, I, mean, I didn't mean just the FJB. I meant if they actually wrote it out. <laughs> oh, if you wrote the F word. Okay, yeah, right. Now, if you wrote the F word or if your mask had a picture, a, a profane picture on it, a middle finger yeah. even, or something like that. Now we got a different story here. But let's go, Brandon, or even the letters FJB could mean somebody's name. You could be Fred Jacob Brown, and that's your <laughs> personal mask, right? And no, yeah. and people can interpret it the way they want. Um, the laws against offensive or profane or objectionable speech do not allow for somebody's interpretation of what that might mean. So, so here's my question. Did you mention to them that you realize this is my return flight? I flew down here on your flight, and your your uh, uh, flight attendants and pilots and everybody else on the flight down had no problem with it whatsoever. Why is this different right now? Any of that conversation happened? I did with the, the desk manager, um, and it was kind of unfortunate because it was a 9.50 flight, mm-hmm. and then JetBlue didn't have another flight till the 9th, and they said, we're not putting you up in a hotel. We can't book you with another carrier. We'll give you your 120 bucks and good luck. <laughs> wow. Did this cause you a lot of uh, problems on on getting back? I mean, uh, did you miss work or anything of that nature? Oh yeah, I mean, I, mean, I was I missed work and you know had to buy a last minute one way ticket, which is obviously a lot more expensive than a round trip purchased six weeks in advance, and then had to book a last minute hotel during you know spring break in Southern Florida. So it was kind of a chaotic night <laughs> uh, to have say the you, least. But have you and your council decided what you are going to do in terms of? Um, uh, of a of a complaint are you are you going to file suit and if you do by the way i hope it's for a lot more than the cost of a hotel and a one-way flight and a missed day of wages i hope that there well, is and, something yeah. to make sure they don't do this to anybody else well and so that's the conversation we had is he said are you trying to just get your money back because i could write a letter and you can do that or are you trying to make a difference and i said well you know as a republican i guess i consider myself more of a conservative than even a republican you know a lot of us are being trampled considered you know hate speech for things that we just have opinions on mm-hmm. and we just go along with it and so for me i didn't i mean you wear the mask as a political statement but i didn't expect this to happen and so the opportunity is now presented that i can stand up and potentially make a difference and take it to court and and, and make it you know a, a difference so we haven't decided uh, specifically what we're doing but that's the goal is to file a federal suit Ryan. Um, so we actually started a, a legal defense fund because he said fighting a, an airline is going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Can I give you that website? You absolutely can. Go ahead. So it's lgbairdefense.com. So <laughs> let's go, Brandon, lgbairdefense.com. And so he says it's going to be an expensive uphill battle, but if we're willing to fight it, um, and my, my opinion was you know, we have to. We have to start taking a stand because especially in this political environment, 
political free speech is really one of the most important things we need to stand for because we need to have open dialogue. And if we're just silenced, then there's no dialogue. Ryan, I'm going to tell you something. I don't know you, and I'm not just saying this because you agreed to come on my program, but you're a hero. And, and I don't say that loosely, and I don't say that casually. I mean this. This You're right. Your, your attorney is right. You could have just said, hey, I just want my money back, and I want them to pay for my hotel. They weren't going to do that, uh, and, and I lost a day's wage. I want them to make this right, and then I'll be quiet. You're saying, no, you've got to make a federal case out of this, and you absolutely do, because what you just said a second ago is profound. This is the most important right that we have in this country, the ability to speak freely, the ability to express ourselves freely. There's a reason why it is amendment number one to the Constitution, and your right to say what you wanted to say without profanity, without violating laws, and, and not causing a problem, and not uh, you know being in full compliance with ridiculous, non-scientific mask mandates. You did it all right, and they still did this to you. If that's not worth fighting for on behalf of yourself and anybody else who might encounter such things, then nothing is. And I think it's very, very uh, heroic what you're doing right now, Ryan. Well, I really appreciate it, and I appreciate you having me on and uh, sharing my story. It, it means a lot, and well, I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to do more than that. Um, I'm hosting the Dennis Prager Show today, and I'm going to have a nationwide audience of tens of thousands of people, and I'm going to give this LGBT air defense. What is it again? L- uh, LG- oh, it's, it's lgbairdefense.com. Dot com. Okay. So, and I'm going yeah, so to, let's gonna, go Brandon. Yep. Airdefense.com. I'm going to share this across the country and I'm going to hopefully get a ton of people throwing a few dollars into this thing to fight a fight that needs to be fought on behalf of all of us. Now, that's after, awesome. After praising you for all of the right reasons, um, now I'm going to tell you what you did wrong. Um, I don't know if you heard my show last week. Well, you know what it was? It was after the one you just referenced, the other guy who got kicked off of the Legion, right? What I said yeah. was, is I was challenging any listener that was going to be flying soon to do it this way. Wear a politically uh, a political message on your mask on the way onto the flight that is left-leaning. Wear a Biden-Harris mask. <laughs> wear a BLM mask. You know where I'm going, right? Wear that, yeah, I do. Wear that in the, in the tarmac, or on tarmac, in, in the... Uh, 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 Crying out loud, the concourse. Wear it in the concourse. Wear it while you wait to get on board. Wear it when you board. Wear it when the flight takes off. And when you're in midair, see if anybody bothers you with your with your BLM or your Biden-Harris or some leftist political statement. And then mid-flight, change your mask to the LGB, let's go, <laughs> let's go Brandon mask, and see if your reception changes. Because if they do, you will prove the point. It's not about a disruption. It's about their own political opinions. One is okay. The other is not. And I'm challenging every listener. I'm going to do it on the Prager Show today, too. Any listener and every listener who flies, you want to find out what the reality is here, and you want to shine a spotlight on conservative attacked speech. Or let me rephrase that, on attacking conservative speech, rather than just all political speech. That is the way you do it. So, uh, Ryan Salo, I hope you will keep us posted as you move through the process here with your attorney. And if you get a suit, if you uh, guys do file the suit, uh, you know, please keep us posted every step of the way. I would love for you to chronicle it on this show. I will absolutely do that, and I appreciate the opportunity. Ryan Salo from Cleveland, coming back from Florida, is uh, is is doing a very very important thing right now. He is fighting the fight for all of us for free speech and free expression. Ryan, all the best to you. God bless. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. 9.53. That's an amazing story. Just fell into our lap. He reached out to us, as I understand it. He, I, I, This was passed on to me by our producer, Johnny. 
uh, who said this happened to this guy and he wants to come on uh, or agreed to come on. Uh, I'm I'm blown away. I'm blown away. And I mean what I say when I say that's heroic. Not all heroes wear a cape. Some heroes wear a mask that say, let's go, Brandon. Can you dig it? All right, 957, thanks to Ryan Salo. Just a guy, just an average guy from, uh, where did he say it was from? Remindersville, I think it was. Uh, down by Twinsburg, or out by Twinsburg. Uh, what a phenomenal, phenomenal story, and uh, what he is doing to make, uh, to make something good happen out of something that was very bad that happened to him. He expressed himself via his mask and was told, you can't express it because Michael, the flight attendant, found it to be offensive. Even after being covered up, Michael was, wasn't comfortable with him being on, on the plane. Simply incredible. Uh, Jim is in Willard. Uh, wants to talk about uh, Ryan's story. Jim, you're on AM 1420. The answer. Go ahead, sir. Hey, good morning, Bob, and good congratulations morning. on the third hour. Thank That's you. Wonderful. Very excited. Very excited about it. <laughs> I used to send you some things. I used to fly for an airline out of Cleveland until a couple of years ago, and I retired. But I'd, I'd send you things, J.D., uh, you know, from, from my trips on the road. So uh, the JetBlue thing is, is uh, you know, it's, it's censorship, of course. Um, so I think, you know, he's got let's go Brandon. So I think we need to revive FJB and that could uh, mean something about JetBlue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. (laughs) I didn't even make that connection. Yep. (laughs) Oh, that is so perfect. Because I, I kind of jokingly screwed around and said, uh, what if it's your name, Fred Jacob Brown? And I like yours better. The JB stands for JetBlue. Oh, well, there you go. Well done, Jim. Thank you. And keep those messages hey, coming, Bob. even though you might not fly anymore. Appreciate it. Uh, I, I, I'm dra- traveling on the road, and I listen to you on the app. So we just got back from Florida in and, and the South. So Perfect. congratulations again, and I'm going to send you. this guy some money. Thank you. I appreciate that. God bless. Yeah, oh, that's good. I'm going to get every, ask everybody to do that, too. That LGB uh, Air Defense Fund, LGB, LGBAirDefense.com. I want everybody to do that, and thank you for that call, Jim. Listen, I, I, I know he wasn't trying to start trouble. He was trying to express himself politically, which some may say, you know, it's going to cause trouble. But so what? Now, I'll make a comparison here. And now I won't because I know how the left will spin it. But let's just say this. Not every decision somebody makes in a public setting to express themselves politically is intended to cause trouble, but it is intended to cause awareness. And right now, there are probably a couple hundred million Americans, dare I say about 240 million Americans, Because if there's 320 million people in this country and 81 million of them voted for Joe Biden, the rest of them are flipping Joe Biden off because of what he has done to their, uh, to this country's economy, what he's done to energy, what he has done to our standing in the world, what he's about to do to our checks and, and, and minimizing the value of our dollars with rampant inflation and rampant uh, gas increases, gas price increases. There's about 240 million of us who want to say the words that's, that FJB stand for. But because we're polite, and because we believe in decorum, we'll express ourselves in another way with LGB, let's go Brandon. None of those words are profane. None of those words are lewd. None of those words are lascivious. None of those words 
should be in any way, shape, or form banned or considered objectionable. It's up to the reader or the viewer of those words or those letters to interpret what they think they mean. And if they don't like it, tough cur app. It's not our job to say and express things that everybody likes. Sometimes we're going to say things that people don't like. And provided they don't violate federal law, and provided they aren't, again, profane, then that's a you problem. If you read it and don't like what you think the letters mean to you, they may mean something very different to somebody else. That's a you problem. He's fighting the fight for all of us. And God bless him for that. And God bless him, by the way, for keeping his temper down when all of this was happening. Because I would have used a lot stronger language than he did. And on my way off of the plane, I would have followed up to Michael, the flight attendant. Go to hell! We'll be right back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.